Hello. Pulled that. Welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. I wonder how fast I can say that. Hello, welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. That was that was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was. It kind of sounded like an auctioneer. Let you, it, it did. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. I almost forgot. Like, what are we bidding on? What's happening? Um, I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. I can't talk that fast. <laughs> no, because you have a very calm nature about you, and I'm like, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I'll give anything to make your mind. I'm glad <laughs> you think that I have a calming nature. I'm over here screaming that song. Anyway, we're here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because I was like, are we starting? I I wasn't even. Yes. Honest to God, did not know we had started yet, but we have. And Wednesdays are for podcasts, and we're here. <laughs> and, and we're happy- here. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the best day ever. <sighs> anyway, so, <laughs> guys, take a break from the bullshit that is happening. Listen to some spookies. We're going to talk. Happy, ha- happy spookies. Happy spookies. Happy spookies. Listen to some spookies. Enjoy some time away from the. Get put your fucking phone down unless you're listening to us. Then casually pick it up, but just you know, like turn your Bluetooth speaker on and then yeah, put your just phone away. Put your phone away. There you um, go. Get a cup of coffee. Get a cup of tea. Some water. The beauty of having an audible podcast means you can just Bluetooth speaker that shit. And you don't have to have your phone by you. It's great. There you go. It's great. Yep. Hope you guys had a great and happy new year. I uh, did nothing. I watched Samesies. Sabrina. And I that watched was it. The Office. I created a monster. I really did. Yes. My husband is hooked. So most of his weekend was the office and minecraft so but that sounds pretty but that's cool and i think there's a lot of people out there that would be like holy shit that sounds like a great fucking new year's weekend (laughs) (laughs) and the fucking beauty of what comedy central did was they started it from the first season so he got to see like jim and pam get together like from the beginning like and and me i completely forgetting that like holy shit it took them for fucking ever to get to goddamn kether it took like three fucking fuck like it just took way too long listen it's I'm a way too long through. i love that show so fucking much but it took way too long for i'm going through my together. own shit with that because i finished bates motel for the sixth time score and i was like do i watch something new or do I rewatch something that I haven't seen that often? And of course, my mind's like, let's rewatch something we haven't seen very often. So I'm in the second rewatch of The L Word. And I'm going through the emotions again. And I remember how long, how mad I got with how long it took Dana to break up with Tanya to get with Alice. Like, I, I remember, like, I'm going through the, the emotions of, oh my god, just Fucking leave this horrific bitch and marry Alice. And then, you know, 
they broke up too. So what the fuck ever. <laughs> what, whatever. They were always in game for me, but it's fucking fine. Anyway, so yeah, I'm rewatching the L word and there was a guy on Twitter. You're like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm still mad about a show that, an episode of a show okay. that came out, what, 2006? It's okay. It happens. <sighs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm rewatching the L word and this guy on Twitter was like, I need a new show to watch. Is that a scary show? And I'm like, um, it's a lesbian drama, sir. So I so guess I mean, it depends be... on how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Some straight men would be horrified. So I don't but know. But he's like, ooh, this sounds like something very different. And I've been wanting to watch the different things. So I'm going to start watching that. Thank you. And I was oh, like, well, I mean, good for you. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy the lesbian drama that is Shane. Anyway, so she's hot though. I'd I'd still I'd I'd be like I don't fucking care. It's fine. All right. Says everyone who sees a hot chick. <laughs> you know I don't even fucking care. That's how it always. That how it's. That's how it always starts. <laughs> Until you fuck. And him. we know how it ends. But that's how it always starts. Amen. You're like, oh yes. I will sleep. I'm just, I'm just saying. I will sleep with you. I'm just saying for the record. Next day. Oh my God, marry me. And oh, that goes for no. men. That goes for both. That goes for because men too, and they know it. <laughs> They're like, mm. well, I mean, Shane. Shane is the player, so it makes sense. Anyway, so best of horror 2020. Yeah, we we're all... like enough of the list. We... <laughs> oh, never. No, never. <laughs> no, enough, but... never. Um, never, but yes, but no. But you, you get it. <laughs> never, but yes, but never, but. But moving on. So about this time last year, guys, we talked about movies of 2020 that were coming out. What yes, we, we were did. excited about. Yes, we did. None of those movies came up. No, they didn't. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, no, wait. I think a couple of them. Um... Underwater, we did talk yes. about. That did um, come out last January. Uh, the Invisible the Man. Grudge, I think, was on that list, too. The Turning. And the Invisible Man, yes. And The Turning was terrible. And... Yeah, that's all I remember. That's um, a, yeah, I don't remember because Candyman didn't, Spiral didn't, uh, Conjuring Three, the new Halloween didn't. I think that one with the. Did you you watch that? I don't believe I did. Oh my god, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> It's Lisa Marie Presley's daughter, but I can't remember what the hell her name is. Um. People are probably screaming right now. I know, um, I know. She was the one that was the stepmom of the two kids, and they were in the cabin, and she the had lodge? to protect them. Is that what that was called? Did that come out in 2020? I think that well, was Well, me and this guy talked about it on Twitter. The Lodge came out in 2019 in Russia. Riley Kehoe. I'm, that is her name. Is it The Riley Lodge? Riley Kehoe, in case y'all didn't know, 
is Lisa Marie Presley's daughter, which ergo would make her Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Yes. Um, but yeah, The Lodge. So when you Google it, it comes up 2019. So yeah, I guess. But it came I out in America. It did. He was right. It came out in America in February of 2020. Okay. So then but I think me it was personally, it was a 2019 movie only because the movie actually released in 2019. Now there is a movie on my list that's going to squander that. But I saw the movie in 2019. So I didn't even think... Okay. About the lodge being so a So then maybe it wasn't movie. on that list. I don't I thought it was. Anyway. I loved the movie. I thought the lodge was really fucked up. Okay. I, I actually really liked I it. I haven't but... seen it yet. I had a different pretense and then I heard more about it and I was like, oh, okay, I actually want to see this now. It's cool. really fucked up. It's nice. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> it's great. I like to, I like to it's hear so that. It's so great. <laughs> it's really fucked up. I'm yes. 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 Well, the, it, it's one of those movies that has you thinking one way, like the whole movie, and then the ending, you're like, what the fuck? Kind oh, of so like, I awesome. didn't think it was like that at all. That's the best. That's so if The Lodge was um, a 2020 movie, it'd be in my top 15, but it still would not be in my top five. My top five are solid. Like, I'm not touching my top five, which is what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to both list our top five horror movies of 2020, and then we're just going to... Um, Give some honorable mentions that didn't quite make the top five, but are still movies that we really enjoyed. And in all reality, um, I didn't watch half of these movies until a month ago. Because <laughs> 2020 was just like one of those times where no one... Who, who kept up with anything? We all were home. We all didn't do anything, but we all were still just kind of, like, floating through space, like, not really giving a shit. Um, so I was terrible about keeping up the horror movies of 2020, but I did watch 15 of them about a month ago. And it's funny because only, well, three of them, three of them made my top five list, but anyway... So we hope you guys got to watch some of these. Uh, warning, spoiler alert. We will be talking about the movies in, in, in full. So if you haven't seen these movies and you hear a title and you don't want to be spoiled, I highly recommend to fast forward or skip that title if you don't want to hear the spoilers. So let's start with our top five pick. Um, we're going to go from five down to four, down to four. Well, no fucking shit. We're going to go from five down to I one. I hope so. So what was your top, what was your number five for your. Oh, you just want to go. Um, I'm. So guys, I apologize. Uh, I did not watch that many movies in 2020 and, um, just like I, I said, I feel a bit ill prepared. It's like. And, um, I'm actually going to mention, uh, kind of a flip, some books that I read, um, it's kind of some special mentions because I read a lot more this year, but I'm proud of myself for that because that's actually something that I wanted to accomplish to take into the new year. So, yay. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. So a lot of these movies I'm going to get around to spoilers and I don't care. Um, but for I, I think I have a pretty well-rounded list. I'm happy with it for now. Um, so for five, I have the unfamiliar, and uh, 
you know, I was really, I posted about it. I was really happy with the movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, Lulin, it was Lulin so and Hank, good. Uh, doing the interview with us. If you guys haven't listened to that, or even if you have already and want to listen to it again, um, I, we, we both, I, we were really proud of that interview and, um, it was amazing and really thought provoking and, uh, just some, you know, kind of the same, it's funny how there were elements of other movies that I'd seen before, but it was also something different and like the ending was unexpected and I, I really liked it, especially, you know, like I pointed out many times, um, these were first time horror film directors. So they were going into a whole new, unfamiliar, no pun intended, <laughs> but, um, unfamiliar territory and i i for one appreciated that so yep. i'm hoping that that leads to you know once we're able to get a somewhat normal back with filmmaking that we start to see them uh maybe another first time horror film directors uh back at it um or at it for the first time right. um but see them come back and do another one because i would really enjoy that so they definitely gave us a movie that was very thought-provoking where you had to really think about what you saw and not just see what you see mm -hmm. and i really enjoy movies that aren't surfacey like that i enjoy movies where you have to really think i mean don't get me wrong I love my surfacey movies where I'm kind of just like, well, I don't want to think about anything and you're just right. watching shit. Um, but I really did enjoy that it, it made you think. And even though it's not in my top five, it is one of my honorable mentions because I did fully love the movie. I loved the interview. Those guys were great. Hank and uh, Llewellyn, absolutely amazing guys. And the way that they promoted the movie was fantastic, too. Yeah. I, I thought they did such a great job doing it. And um, if you guys do want to listen to that episode, I posted it on my personal Twitter today. Uh, just as a reminder to go back and listen to it. Because I did repost the host interview, too. Excuse me. So, guys, go check out my Twitter to go find that episode if you want to find it real quick. Because I dug it up. I dug it up from last year. Um, my number five is Underwater. Now, I know a lot of people haven't watched this film because of who's in it. Please get over yourselves. Um, I went into this movie with absolutely no expectations. I had no idea what this movie was going to really be. I just knew that they got trapped way deep underwater, and I heard it was a horror movie. So I was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Uh, the movie wastes absolutely no time getting into action as soon as it starts. Um... And Kristen Stewart did a fantastic job. I thought the story was amazing. Uh, I mean, the creature is Cthulhu. So that in itself, uh, hello. Like the whole time you're watching it, you're seeing the little ones. And you're just kind of like, oh God, that's terrifying. And then you see the fact that those are the babies. And then you see Mama. And you see Wings. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, that is a huge spoiler, but, <laughs> like we said, we said that from the beginning. Um, 
Yeah, my husband thought it was a kraken. I did too until I saw the wings. I saw the, yeah. And I was like, (laughs) oh no. I remember you texting me and you were like, yeah, <laughs> like you like, literally like lost your mind. Immediately. So yeah, it was, oh, I love that movie. It was very good. Um, that's actually, uh, my number two. Oh, damn. Underwater yeah. was your number I two? I love it was so that, good. that movie. I was really, 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 really love that movie. And, you know, I got to watch it. Not only through my eyes, but through the eyes of someone. Like, my husband really, really, really loves creature movies. Any creature feature, monster movies. He's very, and he's very particular about which ones. And for him, that movie nailed everything. You know, like, love him or hate him, it had just enough T.J. Miller in it. Uh... I, I think he's funny as hell in Deadpool. <laughs> That's just me. Um, it had just enough him. I mean, that movie, good God almighty. I don't, I had never, I was so tense and so fucking nervous. Through I was on the edge. I literally God sat on the edge. damn You know, movie. back in the movie theater. What was actually, the, the only other movie that has ever made me the feel. The one with the crocodile. What was that one? Crawl. Crawl, yeah, that one fucking I was a holy shit. But but not even but un, but underwater was was an even different. Cause I feel. Did you hold your breath a lot? Oh, because I lot. held my breath a lot. Oh my god, a lot. Like <laughs> had to remind myself to breathe. Right. Because if someone's underwater and they're not breathing, I tend to stop breathing, and I don't even think like, about. Like I think the especially fact. when they were in that one part where they sort of had to crawl past that body. Oh god. And I was just like I was. Like, like that's literally the beginning just made that's me... literally the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the only the top three movies that have ever made me feel that anxiety ridden intense was crawl underwater in a quiet place those three movies made me so fucking antsy intense i'm like <laughs> that is such a literal definition too that description it's like right there that exactly just this literal just this intense well let me tell you what this movie did to me i love kristen stewart and i think she's hot as hell i couldn't even focus on her looks during this film because my brain was like what's going on what's happening just live and then she doesn't yep (laughs) i mean technically she did but she didn't hero Die to hero. Yep. <laughs> so, what was your number four? Mine was Relic. We have a match. My number four was also Relic. Yay. Um, first of all, this movie sad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not expecting it. Did I tell you what Kai said about it? Okay, my friend texted me and she goes, I literally have no fucking idea what's going on in this movie. And I was like, honey... Think deep. <laughs> Think deep. Yeah. This isn't a surface film. And then she gets toward the end and she goes, oh my god, is this about... Is this about um, dementia? And I was like... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And it's so... Sad. Like, holy fuck, that scene... At the end where she goes, I can't leave mom. 
And she goes back upstairs and lays with her as she's literally, her skin is literally just peeling away. That was, um, you know, it was also not even so much meta. I think in so many ways, and I know on the surface because the mother herself had dementia, but I think it also metaphorically spoke to anyone who has had to deal with knowing that they are coming close to having to let a parent go. And her mother had gone through that. She has now had to, she is now having to go through that. And the, the, the house, the symbolism of all of that rotting away and, and everything is just, because it is very much like your whole foundation is is lost, you know. Yeah. Um, I know that all too well. It's it, it that movie was deeply personal for me. It was very hard. I uh, watched my mom die. I uh, you know, so it was it got it hit me hard at the end when I realized ultimately what it meant. Um, and I thought it was very beautiful and the acting was incredible. Um, and it was really the right mix of, it scared me, it, it, it creeped me out, it freaked me out. And then at the end, once you got the overall message, it was just heartbreaking and a gut punch and so hauntingly beautiful and um yeah i thought it was very well done uh it was a little bit female director um i'll find her name because i was just incredibly was it one of her first movies or Natalie, natalie erica james um yeah i think this was one of her first films well, she did a fucking great job yeah, with it, it man. It was incredible. so good. It was one of those movies that, again, it kind of gets you thinking. Because part of the movie, you're 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 kind of gleaming. Because I didn't know what it was about. I had no idea going into that movie what it I was about. I didn't either. Yeah. And I was starting to get it when she came home and had no idea where she was. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, Ma, where were you? And she wouldn't answer her or talk to her. And I was like, I bet she forgot. I bet she has dementia. That's just what I thought. And then the movie went so much deeper with that concept. Um, and then the ending, like, where her, she saw, the, the young, the granddaughter saw the piece on her mom. Because it's a hereditary disease. Right. And knowing that she was going to have to watch her mom, you know, go through the same thing. So it's just like you said, it's not just about the disease itself. It's about hereditary diseases that, you you, you know, you're watching your grandma or your mom pass away from this horrific thing. And it's sad. Holy shit, Jake Gyllenhaal was one of the producers. Was he really? Yes, yes I didn't was. even know that. Damn, Jake. <laughs> has, a from 90, has a 91% Rotten Tomatoes. Bravo. What's the Natalie. audience score? 
Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that does seem to be... Uh, oh, that is strange. Uh, 49%. Do you know why? Me and me and my roommate have a... a uh, we know when, when the critic is high and the audience is low, the audience didn't get it. Makes sense. So it's that's why I was waiting for you to tell me a low score. Because I was like, sense. the audience didn't get it. Yeah. Because most of the time when you look up movies that me and you, not all the time, but sometimes when you look up movies that me and you really like that have a very soul deep meaning, right? audience score is very low. But the critic score is high. And that makes perfect sense. People didn't get it. And that happens. Yeah. You know. So I mean, if you I... saw this movie and you were like, what in the absolute fuck? That's what it was talking about. Because most of the time when people don't understand it and you explain it to them, they're like, oh, okay. And hell, I may have been guilty of that myself. I have. I know. I'm sure I have. So, you know. I'm sure we all have. I'm sure we all have. Life. But yeah, I mean. That, so don't feel bad if you're sitting sense. there and you're no. like, well, I hated it, but I didn't understand it. That's okay. You don't have to be upset that you didn't right. understand it. We just explained it to you. So now go back and watch it and be like, yeah, oh. because I think I plan <laughs> on watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's one I of those movies where after again. you see the ending and you understand what's going on, you're like, oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah. Kind of like Saw. Yep. Still the best ending. Still the best ending. Agreed. All right. Number three. Since we both had the same number four. What was your number three? Chase. Uh, mine was The Hunt. Oh my god, that movie is so great. <laughs> it's one of my honorables. The political satire. Can we just, can we Especially just... Especially with the times we are living in. Oh. Four score and twenty! <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Especially the times we're living in. <laughs> I mean, it just goes without saying. Go watch The Hunt, guys. It's fucking funny. I, you know, I appreciated it as someone who, you know, and I'll probably forever get placed into the left or the far left or Democrat or whatever, but I'm not. I like to call us Republicrats. Somewhere around there. I have a lot of libertarian views, too, but I don't subscribe to everything they believe in. Um... It's just, oh, sorry. I did not mean to, if that sounded like an earthquake for like half a second, I was uncrossing my legs and accidentally kicked the computer. She sorry. kicked the computer. So sorry. Um, <laughs> she was like, fuck this. You know, I think it was one of those, if, if, I think if you kind of balance in the middle or if you're not even anywhere close, this was the movie for you because it exposed every ugly of every side right wing in the most beautiful way it's hilarious it is bloody uh emma roberts dies dies within the first like doesn't her head explode like 10 minutes fuck yeah i know she just had a baby mazel talk whatever um fuck (laughs) 
happy the baby's healthy. That's all I'm gonna Yay. say about that. Happy. I will never wish ill on a child. So happy the baby's oh, healthy. Yeah, no. But I mean, I would never wish ill on her either. But I don't like that. It. Was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, like first ten minutes. Uh, so you had me at that when you told me that happened. I was like, oh my god. Also, the casting. There were like random people in it. Hillary. Hillary fucking swank. Yeah. I was like, what in the hell is she doing here? That bitch popped up like out of nowhere in the movie and her character was amazing. I loved her character. Oh my God. That whole end fight sequence. And if you, if you have never also, I'm just throwing this out there. If you've never read Animal Farm or have no idea what it's about, I'm sorry. Because that's a huge plot point. And it is. I fucking love George Orwell, and it's one of my favorite books, so I'm sorry. Get it on fucking Audible. Do that thing where it's you can get one book read. for free. Do it, because it's an easy fucking read. It's such a short book if you're a fast reader, so I'm sure the Audible book would take you a day. It'd be like the length of a Rogan podcast. <laughs> Probably. You could listen to like yeah. a four-hour podcast. You could listen to a fucking four-hour audiobook right yeah so it it takes it, it would it would behoove you to listen or read animal farm otherwise it'll it'll lose you but uh also the main chicken is hot and a yes. badass um holy shit yes. uh, what was her name? hold on i hold un momento <laughs> um you know i was i was intrigued with this movie from the beginning betty gilpin G-I-L-P-I-N. Um, I was really intrigued from the get-go with this movie because um, if people don't know the history, The Hunt was originally supposed to be released in 2019. Um, it was set to release in September of 2019, but then the El Paso and Dayton shootings had happened and Universal decided to relay it, Donald Trump criticized it uh all the more reason to let it come out to love it um (laughs) so a movie that nobody saw that got such a biased the way this movie did i even more so was like Fuck, I have to see this fucking movie. (laughs) Like, I have got... Oh, it pissed him off? I gotta see this motherfucker. Like, it just... And, and, no, and... The the brilliance of it was... These fucktards that hated it and didn't want anybody to see it and delayed it coming out and they never saw it. All they did was just give it more they fueled it they fueled they it fu- they, it fu- was like free, they fueled the file it was free press it ended up being free press and all of a sudden everybody wanted to fucking see it so um it was great i loved it it was great i thought it was amazing i i i hated that it didn't you know even even after it was released it was still kind of 50 50 with it was I feel you know, like this which is like, I felt like it was going to be divided. I mean, I'm 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 honestly with the way the movie portrayed the state of the country in the state that the country was in at the time and even now I was not surprised that this movie is is pretty much right down the middle. It's like 
50-50. It was the Hunger Games so, of comedy. I, I kind of. It. But, <laughs> but people made it very political. And it, and it is. It, it is, is what political. It is, it is it what is, it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And I thought that's why it was amazing. That's why I thought it was hilarious. Because if you're able to make fun of both sides, it's perfect. Because it was well done. And it was well executed. And it was fucking true. And in love it or fucking hate it it was fucking true um and that's why i could see why it was divided and uh you know it is what it is but um i call it i call it a home run for blumhouse we have said a million times hit or miss that blumhouse is always a hit or miss this was a hit in my book i loved the hunt y'all they missed it real bad with fantasy island just saying <laughs> Sometimes they strike out. Yeah. Sometimes they get a home run. Yeah. It happens. Are you planning on watching that? That's how you play the game. I don't know. Okay. I get a can wild. I, can if I, I get, get a away? wild hair up my ass? Go ahead. Okay. So whoever has hair. seen it, um, I know that the twist at the end with Lucy Hale actually being the main villain. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh. All because she fell in love with this guy on one date. Uh, of course. Her fantasy was for him. Her fantasy was for the guy who was killed in a fire because no one went in there to save him because she had one date with him. That's what happened. Okay. It's so stupid. I mean, the... the I... They tried. That's... I... No. (laughs) I just... No. Anyway, um, that was definitely one of my misses of 2020, that's for sure. Hey, um, it happens. The biggest miss was the turning, but everyone Yeah, the grudge and that. the turning. The grudge, miss. the turning, and Fantasy Island were the big okay, misses yeah. of 2020. The grudge and the turning for me, for sure, yeah. Um, the Dark and the Wicked is my number three. Um, this film freaked me the fuck out. I was house-sitting for a friend, and uh, I was by myself. And it was not nighttime, thank Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> also thankfully I watched it the day I was leaving, so I wasn't actually sleeping in a in a house by myself after seeing this shit. It's a very classic demon, devil, takes over a family movie, but it's done so creepily that it was like, it was, it was different. It wasn't one of those over-the-top demonic possession films. It wasn't, it was just, it was done so well. And it was like it cre it was creepy. It was just so creepy. Like this woman, her husband's dying of I think it was cancer. I don't remember what he was dying of. Um, and she called her kids to tell her- tell them about it, but she said, "Do not come here." Well, they came, and come to find out, there's some curse going on, and this mother uh, eventually kills herself. Um, and. After she kills herself, it's like a fucking derail. Like, it's just, shit is getting insane. Uh, people, they, they see people that aren't there. Um, it's just, oh my god, it's so well done. And, um, very creepy-esque, because it's out, it's out, it's set out in a barn in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I looked at set pictures, and that's exactly what it looked like, which is so, a creepier fucking farmhouse vibe. I definitely, definitely, definitely suggest seeing it. I kind of don't want to give everything away with that one because I don't want to spoil it for Becky because she, I really want her to, you know, see it the way I saw it. 
Um, because it's, it's just, it gives you very, very, very creepy vibes. Uh, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. It's kind of like, one thing I do want to say though, it does not show the demon. And I, there was a part where I thought it was going to, and I literally audibly said, please don't show this demon and ruin the entire film for me. I actually because, appreciate that. <laughs> because... Your imagination can come up with something a whole lot more fucked up than something Let you see. Let me tell you, I appreciate that they didn't, and that'll go with another one on my list later, but I appreciate when they don't show it, because I feel like... They do, but it's like, it's it's so Or even if it's fast. for like half a second, that's fine, because yeah. your mind is still fucking playing tricks on you right. enough already, because you're so fucking, your adrenaline right. is... At hundred, yeah. So I appreciate that. So they do show personally. it, but it's very fast. So you you still have an imagination to come up with what you actually saw. Right. Um. I appreciate that. The ending is sad, but it is it is an absolutely fucking fantastic film, and I I'm very much, very 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 much suggest it. But like I said, I don't want to give away all the creepy parts because I want Becky to enjoy that. Can't can't do that to you because it's just too good. Thanks. All right, what is our number two? Oh, you said yours was. Yeah, mine was underwater. So what was yours? <laughs> I sounded like chicken. <laughs> I said kind, sort of yeah. I I got what you were going for, but I was, I was like, trying to sound like I was underwater. Like bubbles, and... but it was kind of. I kind of choked on my tongue. Yep, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) My number two is Swallow. Um, Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, understatement of the year. This movie is another one of those movies where it deals with mental health issues and abuse. Now, there are plenty of movies out there that do this. Um... But this one was a little different because you know, it, it dealt with, is it called Pika? Pika? I believe it's pronounced Pika. And I'll, I'll tell you, that was such an interesting, so I knew not to give anything away in case someone or someone they know may be listening, but I knew someone who knew someone who worked for a facility that uh, had, um, that employed caregivers for people with like various disorders, whether they were like highly autistic or whatever of that nature. Um, but one of the particular patients had PICA and had it so bad that the reason why they needed a caregiver is they, they needed someone to literally stop them from grabbing just random shit, even off the fucking ground, like cigarette butts, gum tissues it literally didn't matter they had it that fucking bad so um i thought it was really really interesting to take on a disorder like that because besides that story this person that i knew or um my strange addiction yeah it's been on my strange addiction uh, or forms of pika. Sometimes people will have certain things that they will eat. It's not always the same. Uh, right. 
or just one, either various things or just one particular thing, different levels of it. So I really thought that was interesting to take on something like that, that is, I feel like in the mainstream is so rarely talked about. I had never seen a movie and like this. It in the way that they did. Never seen a movie like and this. And I fucking love that actress. Um, she's from Girl from the Train Girl on the or train. On the Train, Throw Mama from the Train, whatever. A kiss. Uh, <laughs> something. Um, also, Emily Van Camp and Jennifer Lawrence's baby. Yep, I was about to say it. You got it. <laughs> you fucking got it. Emily Van Camp and Jennifer Lawrence had a child and it is... What is her name? Gone. Shh. What is her name? I was going to say, I knew you were going to do this. Um, please. <laughs> but she plays this this girl who's uh, married. Um, are they married or are they just living together? I Haley Bennett. Haley, that's her name. Yeah, she just had a baby recently, too. Um, Haley Bennett. She looks like a baby. She is a baby. They were married. They were married, okay. Yeah. So he is extremely controlling. I'm sorry, she's 32, but that's okay. She's what? Still a baby. She has such a baby face. She's so cute. Same. Um. True. <laughs> um. So she's married to this guy who's a piece of shit. He's absolutely controlling piece of shit. His family is controlling piece of shit. And she's pieces of shit all around. Pieces of shit. And she's one of those kind of girls where she's like I don't you can tell she's in pain but she doesn't want to disrupt anything um it all started with they were at a dinner and she started chewing on ice um every time she would try to open her mouth to talk about anything they would they would talk over her it was like anything she talked about didn't matter um so it de started developing with ice and basically it started because she felt like she was finally in control of something, which, um, eventually her husband found out they, they, he was an unsupportive piece of shit and basically told her if she doesn't fix herself, that he's basically going to divorce her cause she's not worth shit. Um, it's very triggering. If you've ever been a victim of abuse, let me tell you right now, like I haven't, I've been in a victim of emotional abuse, but not to that degree. Um, it's very awful to watch. Uh, you actually find out that her therapist was set up by her husband to tell him everything that she tells her therapist. Um, that was when she snapped. And she had... So the family actually hired this guy to be her, her at-home nurse. To watch her to make sure she doesn't eat anything or swallow anything. Um, he actually helps her escape. And she gets out. She got pregnant by him. And um, also she found out that she was a baby of rape. Which her the, the, the man who actually raped her mother was played by Dennis O'Hare and that really fucked with me because I was like Dennis O'Hare is such an amazing person oh so god is it really yeah so guys I more than likely may not see this movie but yeah. it just yeah um, at least not for now so she I don't have Pika I just have been in very it's it's triggering <laughs> it's just very triggering um Especially if you're not in a good mental spot right now. It's 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 hard. Uh, she finds out that she was a victim. Or she tells her therapist that she was actually a child of rape. 
she gets away from she's pregnant um and he know her husband knows that she's pregnant and um she came from a family that was very religious so her mother couldn't abort the baby so that's why she had her she gets away from this family goes and visits her father while he's having a birthday party with his wife and kid and she oh. calls him out in front of them and it's kind of satisfying <laughs> um cuz she's basically like um why the fuck did you do this you piece of shit she goes to get pills to abort her child aborts the child and then leaves the bathroom and that's the ending of it and it, it's the ending is kind of freeing because she broke her phone he has no way of contacting her she aborted the baby so she has no connection with him um she told the fucking her fucking piece of shit father off for raping her mother her mother's also a piece of shit by the way so it's just very sad, but also very freeing at the end because she gets away. You feel like she, you just, you feel her freedom. Like she's like, I'm, I'm done with this life and I'm going to go start something new. Right. It's an amazing film. I cannot believe how good it was. I, it almost hit my number one spot to be honest, but I am telling you, if you have been a victim of emotional abuse, it's hard to watch. Um, so, especially with the thing, everything that's happened in the last year. That's why I told Becky, I was like, this might not be a movie for you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that an Invisible Man are going to take a back seat for a little bit. But and this movie good. is actually calm compared to some parts in Invisible Man. So, both of those movies are very satisfying in the end. Especially Invisible Man. But also very triggering so just just be mindful of your mental health these movies can affect it yes. i promise you that it kind of affected and me men and have also been victims of abuse so absolutely that goes all the way around we don't discriminate so just want to put that out there for sure women can be crazy too yes <laughs> um coming from the lesbian so this <laughs> are we on our number ones we are on our number ones and i think our number one matches doesn't it everyone's probably going we know do you guys know is it the same i'm pretty sure it's the same i'm pretty sure everyone's is the same everybody's like i think we got it um yeah it's kind of crazy if you didn't love this movie so some um, people didn't i mean hey because they really i don't understand i don't see it I don't you can't see people... you can't please all the people all the time my my thing is it's host by the way it's host. so yeah it's host you sat down and took the time to create an entire film and film it during lockdown. Yep. That's one of my biggest things with it. Because it's done so... The script is great. The actors are great. Yep. All around, it's perfect. Because they got to film it, not even together. Yep. Like, it's... it's it changed Zoom forever. Oh, yeah. Um... It, it it did a lot for, because, you know, that movie came out before most of these movies came out that we just talked about besides Underwater, um, where we were all just at a point in our lives where we were like, I'm so sick and tired of waking up every day doing the same shit. I ain't going nowhere. I can't do nothing. I can't see nobody. This is awful. 
And then Shudder was like, but here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, what a boost for Shudder, first of all. I mean, and uh, even more so for small filmmakers, for independent filmmakers. I mean, again, another boost. This was, this was the what? The Gen Zers, the their Blair Witch. This was like their Blair Witch project. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I had I was I was there as an elder millennial. I was there <laughs> at the uh you know, I saw Blair Witch Project in the theaters. I got to see that unfold. I and I got still to see that, jealous of that I got to see that in a time where, you know, you're going from the switch over from VHS to DVD, first of all. So I'm like living through that. Um, and like, I remember when my dad got a camcorder and like, we're taking it on family trips and it's little mini tapes and, and uh, you're seeing young filmmakers do that. Little mini tapes, shoot their own movie. They're making this documentary, this creepy fucking witch, this little town, what the fuck? They get lost. What are these sounds? What the then then the one goes missing and what I mean that movie was so fucking crazy. Nothing nothing like that had ever been seen before. It had so many people fucking terrified and hosted the same exact thing. They capitalized on a moment in time. This is something no one had ever seen before, something that had never been done before. Um, I mean, you know, it can be argued that Unfriended was, you know... The storyline was completely but different. But the storyline was totally... And Unfriended wasn't even on Zoom. That was what? Skype. Like, Skype. I thought it was like Facebook or something. I don't know. Skype, it was fine, Skype. whatever. But still, it's... Uh, big boost for Zoom. Big boost for Shudder. Um, but it's one of those things, too, where it's like, when you sit down and you watch it with headphones on on your computer, it fucks with you. Oh my it god! Really I still have I still have not done with do done that. that yet. I do that. I know I need me. to, but <laughs> yeah. Props to Rob Savage and Jed Shepard. I mean, holy fucking shit! Do you think uh, he goes around going, "I'm a savage"? <laughs> I'm a savage. I'm sure he does <laughs> not. I'm sure he is probably sick and fucking probably. tired. That's kind of like when when people say that about my last name. You know what I'm talking about. I don't really want to say my last name, but when people say that, I'm like, oh, like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Your chair just went, who? Like, pretty much exactly what we're thinking. That was my chair's reaction. Exactly. Um, Host was a revolutionary film. I just yeah. think it was perfect yeah. in every way that a movie could be perfect. It yeah. is releasing... On DVD next month, which I think is absolutely fantastic, that they literally went from a little movie on Shutter to a DVD release. Like this is yep. huge for them, and they are absolutely some of the nicest people. We had that. Um, we were able to snag an interview with Jed, and he surprised us and brought Haley on like literally three minutes before we were supposed to start, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, we were both like. <laughs> Um, still so thankful that we got that interview. We did a Zoom call, which was very ironic. 
Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I recently reposted that as well. Please go watch it. It was great. Um, you can get a little behind the scenes stuff that happened. It was strange. It was weird. Especially because her background was the same. The movie. Yeah. I kept... Because she had been gone. She went traveling and that was her first day back in her apartment. Right. Like, that's her apartment. And she's like... Like, she popped up and I was like, are we watching surreal? Of, like... I should say surreal because I don't... Sometimes strange can be implied as a bad thing. Oh, yeah. But no. it was it was definitely surreal. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Also, props to them not really showing the demon. And it scared my husband. Scared the shit out of him. My roommate loved it, and she's Let me tell picky, you something. so... He is picky. Uh, not as, not as picky as him. Um, <laughs> he... And I love him. I know. Um... My husband's not, not not picky, but he likes what he likes, and I totally get that. And for something to, like, legit scare him, this legit scared him. It scared the shit out of me. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch that alone. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I just love Even the, in the broad daylight, I don't know if I'll be able to watch that by myself. The whole mask um, thing that they kept bringing up. That I never caught until Jed talked about it. I was like, oh my god. Also props to, uh, what was it, Jed, um, who was the fucker that had, that literally she was the reason all of it happened. Like she, it was was all, (laughs) Jenna? Your fault. Uh, uh, Gemma. No. What was her name? Oh my god. It's, it's. I'm looking. I'm finding. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking. I'm finding. Gemma. Gemma. It is it Gemma. Gemma. Uh, for literally her friend is being killed by a demonic entity and she puts on a mask <laughs> before she goes over there. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And they still didn't hug. They like elbow they like, hey. bumps. Like, eh. like, that is fucking like, look, like COVID is still a thing, motherfuckers. But there's also a demon afoot. <laughs> like, there's a demon and there's COVID. And there's so much fucking going on right now. That scene like, and the scene I love where... that scene. It was almost kind of like a break for a second, too. Where you're like, oh my god. That was amazing. Like, COVID being a thing is our break yes. during all of this insanity. Also, can we talk about, and if you guys have not seen that either, this was based on a... The whole premise of this started from a short film that... Rob Savage did because they had all worked together previously and he basically did a video prank that he kept hearing something in his crawl space and he like put the camera up there and it wasn't it like footage from Wreck or something something he had intercut where it looked like something was coming at the so, camera yeah. and it ended or quarantine one of the two something yeah. something it would have and, been really ironic if it was quarantine and, Lord. and <laughs> he like falls and yeah, that's yeah. it. And it like scared the shit out of everybody. That was the the premise behind it. And that in itself is fucking that's scary. That's amazing though. <laughs> because you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for a prank, but you pull some shit like that on me. I'm, you fuck me up. But it was, that was so well done. So if anybody's able to find that, definitely watch that. So for it to come from not only a prank and 
I love the fact they had all, uh, pretty much all of them had pre had previously worked together too. That was really, really, really awesome. I think that's kind of cool when you have that familiarity with everyone. It's just like Mike Flanagan. Um, like he likes to put a lot of the same people in his films, and you can tell their chemistry. Right. Like they've definitely worked together, and I love. And that. again, can I say practical effects? Yo, that was another huge selling point with me with host if i haven't mentioned it many times over that i am one who fucking loves practical effects if you need cgi and it can be done right i get it but i'm more practical effects if you can pull it off right you can scare the shit out of someone and this movie was incredible too because i almost want to go back and watch it Every single, and like, every single time I watch it, watch a different screen. Because he literally like even the less, said the that. Better. Like, it was like the less the better, too. Like, it was things you couldn't see. It was almost like, I'm telling you, that fucking scene when the, when the, when the face thing was still on the thing, then there was nothing there. Bitch. But the but the snap but the Bitch. snap I said snap almost said snapshot Jesus Christ you were Snapchat, gonna say snap yeah the Snapchat filter is on the fucking ghost and you're like that scared the shit out of me I didn't enjoy that I didn't enjoy that at all the flower paranormal activity I was yep. like no didn't they do no. a Blair Witch ode wasn't there a Blair Witch I swear to God there was a Blair Witch ode in that. Somewhere, because I remember being what? like, God, that was a lot like Blair Witch. Oh my God. Probably. Because I literally remember being like, they just did, the, uh, that was to Paranormal Activity, and something was Blair Witch, and I said, they literally made an ode to two of my, the, my top two favorite found footage films. But I can't remember what the Blair Witch one was. I don't know either. I don't know. I also loved the scene where uh, that person was in the sheet. Um, no. And, um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was just so, there was so much in that movie that, that was so simple, yet just so fucking terrifying and just made me want to, I just, I just remember, like, I kept hiding behind my husband or kept pulling a blanket up over my eyes. Like, I just did not, I, I was so, my I could just feel my adrenaline at a hundred and I just was so jumpy and, and that was the reaction that they wanted. And let me tell you, they, they fucking pulled it off with me. I was so jumpy and, but in the best way, I think that was actually something that we did discuss with Jed, that there were, if jump scares are done right, they are fucking amazing. But if you do too many or in, or you become cliche, we're like, okay, yeah, of course you're going to have that one. And then you're going to have that one. Then it just becomes like, eh, then it just doesn't fucking work. But this movie had just the right amount of jump scares. I can't mind. Perfect. It was the perfect amount of jump scares. Oh yeah. And it wasn't cheap jump scares either. No. At all. No. When that all. motherfucker fell from the ceiling, let me fucking tell you something. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> uh, I cannot find 
if you jump like three if feet I watch it again, I'll know they they did an ode to it, and I cannot remember. What I'm sure it was. they did, and I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, because the paranormal activity worth, one was the flower. It's worth a watch again, but yeah, it's, a million it's times over. Seriously, definitely gonna buy that. Like I I loved it so much, and I can't wait for that DVD to come out with all the special features, and it's gonna be so crazy. Because sometimes I go back and I think, we literally interviewed those people. Like, we interviewed them. We interviewed Jed and Haley. Like, that's insane to me. And they're, like, two of the sweetest people. Like, I love both of them. They were so kind. And now they're huge. <laughs> I'm, and I'm, you know what? And they deserve it. They deserve every bit of it. Absolutely. Every single bit of it. Bravo to you guys. I want a sequel, but I don't. I don't. I don't. How, I, I'm like I, I don't want I one. do, but make a sequel, but don't make it a sequel. There you go. If that makes absolutely any sense, pull an American Horror Story and put the same cast in and make it a completely different story, or do like an Exorcist series where someone is the same, but most everyone else is different. And it's a different story or something along those lines. Anyway. Yep. Host is the number one movie of 2020. Yep. I think most people agree with that. Yep. The Turning was That's where we're at. <laughs> That's where we're at. Period. Uh, so we're hoping this year we get the movies we didn't get last year, which would be, like we said before, Spiral, uh, Halloween Kills, Candyman, uh, Conjuring 3, which is the one I'm looking most forward to. Um, but hopefully we actually get to see those movies this year. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Just let them out. They're already done. Just fucking... <laughs> put them on fucking... Put them on fucking... Fucking... Fuck... <laughs> Do that. I'm going with Vicky to get the fuck... <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm going with Vicky. Vicky's going to get the fuck. Going to get the fuck. Going to get the fuck. Uh, a couple other honorable mentions I wanted to give was Sputnik, which we did talk about last week. Uh, Sputnik Holy is incredible. Fuck! I hate that I didn't make my list. Uh, that movie's amazing. It is actually really good. Yes. I feel like it didn't make either of our lists, and we loved it only it's because so it's fucking good. It's not a new concept, but. It's still absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can easily <clears throat> show differences. I mean, people can say it's like Alien, but I mean... It's, it's so it's different really than not, Aliens. It's really not, though. It's so much deeper. Um, underwater was more like Aliens, aliens than this Underwater, was. yes. This one, not so much. I could see why, but really, no. Yeah. It's, it's far different. The ending is far different. It's it's worth a watch. It was definitely a really new concept for an alien movie. I definitely really really enjoyed that. I really really did. Um, another honorable mention I have is Freaky, which if you guys honestly if you guys need a good laugh, I am fucking telling you. Freaky's rated R, and I think it's rated R for mostly crude humor because it's you literally have a like forty to fifty year old serial killer. And a 17-year-old high school girl switch bodies. It's fucking hilarious. Um, 
they it's crude but they don't make it gross because obviously that can get gross when you think about it um but it doesn't it doesn't get gross it's actually really funny the way they did it it has very happy death day feels um i absolutely loved every second of it and i definitely recommend that film especially if you need a good laugh and one other movie i wanted to do an honorable mention for was possessor possessor is so fucking insane um this woman it works as an assassin for um this company and she literally enters someone's she takes over someone's consciousness with this machine so she literally has to be stronger than the host cuz because the host can't actually push her out uh which is what happens like she starts getting pushed out by the guy that she's inside like his head and um it's just you're watching her like fight for her own consciousness and it's fucking her up because she's killing other people it's really fucked up but it's fantastic so possessor is one of those what and then motherfucking fuck did i just watch also uh what's it, what's cronenberg what's his first name david david cronenberg yeah david cronenberg film it was absolutely incredible i loved it but yeah those are those are uh, Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Those were our 2020 lists for the year. The year that was, was not a terrible a... laugh, too. I apologize. That was, a, that, that was a very authentic laugh, is what that was. Hey, it just came out of nowhere. Like, everything just, it just comes. It's just there. Um. So, that was our list, anyway. You know, you guys, if you guys get time... Go back and watch some horror movies of 2020. They, they 2020 wasn't a complete bust. There were some good movies that came out last year. Now, next week, if you guys can believe this shit, is our 100th episode. What the fuck? We've been doing this podcast for two years this month. Yes, we have. Amazing. So, next week, you're just going to have to wait and see what it is, because it's going to be a surprise, it's going to be great, it's going to be fucking hilarious, we're kind of just letting loose and doing something really fun, um, but we will definitely be back to regular schedule the week after, and we're going to do a listener's episode where you guys send in your ghost stories, so make sure to tune in next week, because next week's going to be fucking funny. Letting loose. Talking about some funny shit, which everybody fucking needs right now. Alright, well, I guess that's all we have for this week. So, a word from our small sayer. <laughs> Calm your bunny down. The chair literally went... I'm like, is it just not there? And the chair went... <laughs> um, Okay guys uh new year um in a few days actually in 10 days from today we're gonna have uh the fall apple cinnamon pumpkin spice will be gone the christmas sugar plum and frankincense will be gone um the new orange basil will be staying that is still available will be now available always with the three four twelve pack um Highly suggest people hop on that. Um, thank you again for the new followers on Instagram. It's at see your BD. Uh, calm your butt. See as in calm. Calm your body down. Um, 
And uh, again, everything's on Etsy. The link is in the bio. Otherwise, just search Calm Your Body Down on Etsy. So thank you again. Calm your body down. <laughs> that awesome. That actually worked out really great. It did. It sounded like my fucking body, though. <laughs> when I get up in the morning, it's just like fucking cracking all over the goddamn place. All right, guys. So uh, make sure, like I said, to come back next week. It's a surprise. Happy 100th episode. Um, if you want to find us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Don't Fuck With The Original. For some reason, Facebook is Don't F With The Original because it won't let me change it back to fuck because fuck Facebook. Uh, well, fuck. <laughs> uh, if you want to say hey or have any questions or concerns, of course, all you can always email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And make sure you give us a subscribe and follow on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please leave a review on iTunes. It's a great help to us. Helps us get out there a little bit more. And so everyone can hear our crazy shit. Nice. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Take care. Be safe. Have a great week. Turn off, year. turn off your fucking phone. Turn off the TV. <laughs> just turn all this shit off. Yeah. And take a bath. That's and get a bath it. bomb. That's <laughs> none of it. I like it. Good segue. I am a good seg. Okay, guys. Bye. See you. That was a good C.